Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. can come back to church today. I'm home again and so I just am so happy to be here after a few weeks away. Um, So thank you for your prayers. It's been a wonderful time away. I spent a week in Israel and then I went um, into Europe to do a few things that had been on Pastor Vic and my bucket list, one of which was to go to Auschwitz and to Birkenau and um, yeah, there's lots of stories and lots of life experience that I picked up while I was away. But in all, in everything that um, I did, I felt the hand of God on me. I felt his, his provision for me. I felt the power of prayer. And, uh, and I missed you guys. It was, <laughs> and it's so lovely to be back again. So thank you for being such a beautiful church. You're just amazing, aren't you? Aren't you? Give yourselves a pat on the back. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. Bridge City Kids, off you go. Have the most wonderful time today, hey? God bless you teachers as you go out today. It's going to be awesome. So I also bring greetings from those in um, Israel that we support and have partnered with over so many years as well. Um, They send love. And uh, I can tell you right from the get-go, they're doing an outstanding job in the land. And uh, I was able to preach um, and minister throughout Jerusalem and down in, uh, on the coast as well. And um, these, these partners of ours are, are outstanding and doing a great job for God. And the church is growing in Israel. And um, yeah, despite all of the things that you hear on the media... God is on the throne and God is doing only what God can do. Amen? Amen. This morning I'd like to speak to you from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And my message this morning is for I determined. So let's begin. I should put my glasses on, shouldn't I? Then I can read better. How's that? Oh, you're all so beautiful. (laughs) And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for the power of your word. I thank you that your word is life, your word is truth. Father, from the book of Genesis right through to the end of Revelation, I thank you, Father, for that stream of red, which is the blood of Jesus that flows through from the Old into the New Testament. And I thank you, Father, this morning 
for revelation that would come that as I bring your word this morning, you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. Father, that I would portray the words that you want to speak, that people would not see me but hear you this morning, Father God. Lord, I yield myself to you this morning and just declare you are my God. You are king. You are sovereign. You are our all in all. And Lord, as I bring forth this word, I thank you that you are going to... Lord, work in it and through it and accomplish what you send it to do today, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour, for it's all about you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. This morning, um, I had this these words ringing in my spirit as I travelled and particularly the 32 hours in travelling back to Australia. I arrived back on Tuesday and um, the four words were four, or the three, for I determined, not, <laughs> but I determined, for I determined. And when I started to think about it, I thought, what is that about, Lord? And it's a, it's a case of when we determine something, we make a choice, we resolve to do something. We resolve to make those choices and not fall back, not slip back, not slip into ways that are not of God. Sometimes you hear it spoken of uh, with regard to children. Oh, they're determined. They're so determined. And it's often spoken of with a negative connotation. And yet, if you are determined in the things of God and in the right things, that it's an incredibly positive thing that we need to build on. So when God was speaking these words to me, for I determined, and it was like not to know anything else but Christ and him crucified, it was yet confirmation again that no matter what we do in this life and no matter what we've done in the past, it's what we, the choices we make to ta- today, it's the determination that we make today, it's, it's the considerations that we make today in the light of eternity and whether we're going to make those choices in God, do the God things or do the man things, do the soul things or do the things of the spirit, do the things that are going to have an eternal consequence for God's glory or do the things that give us those moments of temporary respite and rejoicing. It's, it's a case of what we determine to do. And I felt like God was just impacting me again and again. It's been many, many times over these last years that God has pulled me up and said, keep going, keep going. Keep persevering because it's not about what we do in the natural. It's what we do in the spirit. It's what we do and build for God. And it all comes down to those choices that we make in God. Seasons come, seasons go. We pass birthdays. We pass the 30, the 40, the 50, the 60, the 70, the 90, Pat past, way past that. And yet God is not done with us. He's not finished with us. And so it's a cause. It's a cause that is an eternal one, that as we commit our lives to God and we submit our lives to God, that we determine sometimes daily the things that we want to do for God. And sometimes it's not what we want to do. Sometimes it's just about what he's calling us to do. And I thought about this at length, and I'm getting way ahead of myself here, but I feel really passionate about this today because it's a determination. 
I've come back with a greater determination and a greater resolve to serve God with all my heart and all my soul and all my might and all my strength and to serve the local church in the capacity that God has called me to and God has called all of you to in one way, shape or form as well. And I just want to encourage you today that be about his business, be about the life choices that God would make for you because only God knows the beginning from the end and everything that's in between and only God is the one that you can trust because men will let you down, women will let you down, finances will let you down, workplaces will let you down, relationships will let you down but God will never let you down, God will never leave you, God will never forsake you, God holds you in the palm of your hand and when you commit your life to him you can trust in the one whose life He holds. He holds you. He's numbered the hairs of your head. And for some of that, us, that's not very many. But but he knows. He knows. And he holds you. And he has a plan for your life. And it's amazing. So I want to talk this morning about opportunities just to step back from ourselves and take account of what's happening in our lives. Take account of the things that are affecting you, things that are causing you to struggle, things that are causing you to sometimes even doubt God. And I know that's none of you, but um, there are times I know where I've felt, well, where are you in this God? Um, And that's just very personal, but I've always trusted God. And yet, because I'm a digger, I like to really dig into the word and find out the very nth degree of what God is saying in it, I like to map things out. And so there are things that happen. Like I was in Auschwitz last week and there's a, a display room. All the, all the um, I don't know if I can speak about this without getting emotional. <laughs> but all of the bunkers that were there, And you think about all of the people, the countless people that went through there. You think about the millions that perished through the course of World War II. And you think about them as a big number. It's just like, it's so easy to not identify with it. But when you walk into this place and there's a pile of um, human hair that is left in a room as a reminder of every single person, every single person whose hair was cut, their DNA is there. Their identity is tied up in their DNA. And and it's in this room and you think, Lord, what was the purpose of this? And yet in all of it, you know that out of that, out of that was the, the rebirth of the nation of Israel. Out of that was the rebirth of faith in Christ Jesus. And out of that, there were so many things and so many testimonies that came. And yet when you stop and you look at the humanity of it, you think about the ones and the twos, the mums, the dads, the kids. And so a big number out there is like it doesn't touch us. But when you stop and you think about the individual identities of people who have gone through things, and a lot of these people didn't know Jesus, some of them did, but a lot of them didn't. And you think, well, God, at the end of the day, God will, there'll be a reckoning and there'll be an account for everything that's happened. And it just firmed my resolve yet again because with everything that's happening in the world, I I sensed as well with the Ukraine situation, there's so much happening. 
And I was part of a demonstration. I was witness to a demonstration in the square in Krakow where people were speaking about the atrocities and the things that they were seeing. And I thought, you know what? Evil prospers when good men say nothing. (laughs) Evil prospers when we don't do and say the things that we need to do. And then God spoke to me again and said, work while it's still day. For the night is coming where no man can work. And I have really felt that sense of determination. For I determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. And know the power of his resurrection. And know the power of his word. And know the power of his spirit. So that whatever we do and whatever our allotted time is here on earth. We can make a difference in our community, in our families, with our friends. That we can make a difference in sharing the love of God as Chelsea shared in the worship. The presence of God in our lives will reflect and love on the people that we come into contact with time is short and however long that is whether it's hundreds of years or whatever I don't know and I don't I'm not a date setter but all I know is that I have determined I have determined that whatever time there is I'm going to go all out for it all out for serving God with every fiber of my being and I encourage you today think about where you're at think about what you're doing think about the things that are happening in your life and bring it to Jesus Submit it to Jesus because he can, out of a test, he brings a testimony. Out of a hardship, he brings triumph. Out of discouragement, he brings encouragement. Out of despair, he brings hope. And no matter where you're at or what you've been doing or what your life has been, today is a new day. We can commit ourselves today and say, from this day, I determine... I choose, I purpose in my heart to know nothing but Christ and him crucified because only what we do for eternity we can take with us. All of us are going to die one day and hopefully it's not for a really, really long time but our times are in God's hands and so whatever we do, let's do it with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and with all our strength. Because there is a world that needs to know the love of Jesus. The world that needs to know that God is a great God, a merciful God, a kind God, a loving God. And not a God that's waiting to whack them on the head with a stick. He's a God that wants to enfold them, bring them to himself, embrace them, love on them, fill them with his spirit. All of us. Shall I go back to my notes now? (laughs) I, I, I was so passionate for Jesus, so sold out to the extent that um, really nothing else matters apart from how I look and my family. <laughs> Seriously, people, we've, we've got opportunity to make a difference for Jesus. You know, even at the hub on Friday, to see people coming in, to see them sitting around and having cups of tea and coffee and doing their grocery shopping and sharing life with people. It just, it's where the rubber hits the road. And it's, it's that opportunity just to be there and to serve our community. I'd encourage if you can give even an hour on a Friday, let Andrew and Carolyn know or Rhea and Chili as well. They're part of the team as well. Because, you know, it's in loving people and loving on them in practical ways that we can build those bridges. So many people 
feel like God has done them hard. And yet, when we determine, when we make that firm decision and choose not to alter it, we know that we're standing on a rock-solid base. We're standing on that rock and it's unshakable and his name is Jesus. He is an awesome God, isn't he? So we determine, we're bent on, we're set on, we're choosing, we're insistent on, we're fixed on. We renew our minds with his word as we seek his face every day. And, you know, when I think about it, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. What we've got is the testimony of God in our lives and what he has done in us what he is doing in us and what he wants to do through us. Paul here is talking about the fact that it wasn't who he was. It wasn't his training. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He'd had so many years doing the things he wanted to do. It wasn't his ability to preach or his ability to teach. It wasn't about him and it was about the testimony of what God did in him from the moment that he got him on that horse and threw him on the road, on the road to Damascus. It was that revelation of Jesus that turned Saul into Paul. And for all of us, when we understand that Jesus is Saviour, Jesus is Lord, we have that opportunity to say, you know, what, what my life has been are just stepping stones to bring me to such a point as this where I can move forward, knowing what I've had, knowing what I've done, knowing the things that I can't undo, knowing the wrong choices that I've made along the way. And yet when we come to Jesus, the old is gone. Behold, all has become brand new. We are reconciled to God through Christ Jesus when we ask Jesus to be Saviour and Lord. And when we come to him, we're forgiven And everything that we've done is under the blood. It's washed. It's cleansed. Some of the consequences of the things that we did have still to be outworked and yet we don't need to come under any condemnation because Jesus Christ has forgiven us. He died for us. And when we receive Jesus as Saviour and Lord, we can say without any shadow of doubt and cast down those imaginations that exalt themselves above Christ. We can say, God has forgiven me. I forgive myself, I forgive those that have hurt me and I move forward so that I can make those same mistakes in a different way and understand that no matter what has been before, God is doing powerful things in me and through me and for all of us, that is the testimony that God wants us to have. He is a wondrous, loving, forgiving God and he's the God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance, ad infinitum. No matter what you've done, he forgives. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amazing God. Amazing God. And some of you know my story, that on the day that I'd planned my suicide, the day that I was going to take my life, my children were one and three and five years of age. I'd, I'd planned that that was my last Saturday, that was my last I was going to live on earth because I was in the depths of despair. And in the midst of that, God reached down from on high and touched my life and changed my life. 
and turned me around and I said, God, if you're real and God, if you're there, take my life. I'm no good to my husband. I'm no good to my kids. But if you, if you're real and if you're there, I didn't even have enough faith for that, take my life. And in that instant, his hand of grace and love came down on me in such a way that I knew that my life would never be the same again. And I heard a voice in my ear saying, your life will never be the same. Do you want that? And then I called him Lord for the first time. I said, yes, Lord. If you can do something with me, here I am. I'm all yours. And do you know I'm nothing special? I just yielded to God just because I was so broken and so challenged And at the end of my tether, and sometimes we've got to get to a place where we're at the end of ourselves before we reach out. It's like you dig yourself a hole in a pit and you go down and down and down. And the more that you try and scramble, the more soil you're bringing on yourself and you're burying yourself in your despair and in your disappointment in everything that's happened in your life. And yet when you reach out, Psalm 116 says, I love the Lord for he heard my cry. He reached out and he lifted me from the miry clay. And he does that, not for me because I'm not special, but for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. He is amazing. He is amazing. What he has done for me, he will do for you and he probably already has. But I can't talk about your life. I can only talk about my life. And so I can say without any shadow of doubt, my God is good. My God has a plan. My God, through the hard times, through the sad times, through the times of desperation and dark times, you only got to say one word, Jesus, and the light comes on and he reaches and he enfolds you. Psalm 91, he covers you under his wings, under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm not special. You are special. The same God who loves me loves you, loves you online today. And as you reach out to him, you can say, but you don't know what I've done. Yes, he does. He knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. And you may feel like your chance is gone. You might have felt Felt like you've blown it, but today is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. And as we reach out to him and we cry out to him in our desperation, he's there for us. And he can build your life when you submit your life to him. Rebuild it. And it's from the inside out. It's not people telling you what to do. It's not rules and regulations outside of the Word of God. When you get into the Word of God, the Word of God will bring you to a place where you have a revelation. It will show you. He will show you. He will speak to you through His Word. Because it's condemnation that comes from people who are always telling us what we need to do and what we shouldn't be doing and what we should be doing. But it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit when he fingers something in your life and says, you just get this little feeling, this little twitch in your gut. 
and you know you've got to stop doing what you're doing or saying what you're saying or thinking what you're thinking. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord, my rock and my redeemer because he lifts us up. He lifts us up from the miry clay. He's amazing. So before the revelation that Paul had, he was Saul. But when he fell off his horse, he was blinded for three days. He became Paul, the mighty apostle Paul. And sometimes we've got to be blinded before we really know what Jesus is all about. What we really, what really matters in our life. And it's Coming back to that place, for I determined not to know anything but Christ Jesus and him crucified. Him crucified. What he has done for me, what he's done for you, what he's done for the whole of humanity. And what are we doing about it? See, for all of us, God has a call upon each one's life. And there's no use by date in God. Till the day we go home to be with him, God wants to use our mouths, our hearts, our minds, our strength, our prayer in praying for the things that he lays on our hearts. And it's not airy-fairy stuff. I've seen some incredible answers to prayer. Do you know, of all those prayer requests that I took to the Western Wall three weeks ago, within two days of placing them in the wall, I had calls from people saying, you've put them in the wall, haven't you? They'd had a miraculous answers to prayer because of the prayers that had gone in the wall. And it's not because the wall is a fantastic place, but it is. And it's not because God is not here, because he is, he's everywhere we are. But it's because we took a step of faith and exercised faith by saying we're taking these prayers to the western wall and we're going to by faith deposit them in the wall where the presence of God still is in a powerful way. And we're going to believe for those answers to prayer that are coming. And I've seen that time and time again but God is as far away as your voice Lord God help me Lord God I need you Lord God give me wisdom Lord God I need your strength today Lord God help me with my tongue today help me not say things that are really yucky help me not to be scathing help me not to be discouraging help me to be your servant and that's what all of us want we want to be his servant in however he's called us to be. I've gone right off my notes. I'm just, sorry guys. Paul was a persecutor of the church. He said, he was one that had intensely persecuted, even stood at the, at the pile of clothes as they stoned Stephen. It says in Galatians 1, 13 to 14, For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the tradition of my fathers. So Paul thought he was about God's business until he met Jesus. And then he had that revelation. And that's when the change began in him. The same for us. When we have that revelation of Jesus, and sometimes it's a day-by-day thing. Sometimes we can coast along doing the things that we think are good, and all of a sudden you have this aha moment. And the presence of God is with you as you pray. And you think, ah, 
Ah, Lord God, you are amazing. While I've been away, many things on my mind. Many things that I had to bring closure to with my husband. Things that I promised him I would do once he'd gone home. It was awesome. While I was away, I was able to centre again on the things that really matter in our lives. Serving God with all our hearts. While I was away, God pruned some stuff off of me that was hanging on me and weighing me down. Sometimes we need to draw away and be on our own and have that quiet time with God so that we can allow him to speak into our lives and then walk in the obedience that he would have us. Some of the things that get in the way of our relationship with God, sometimes we can be so busy, we can be so busy serving God that we forget to have that relationship with him, that we forget to come into that place of, Lord, I don't want to say or do, I just want to be in you. Can anybody relate to that or is that just me? Sometimes we're so busy with partners and families and jobs and expectations and ministries that we lose sight of the fact that God wants fellowship with us individually and corporately as we come together as a church. Making the main thing, the main thing as we've talked about for the last couple of years. For I determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. Because when I know Christ and him crucified and I get to know him more and more every day, I understand the value of eternity. And that everything that we do on earth either has an eternal consequence or not. And of those eternal consequences, they can be good or not so good. For I determined to speak Jesus into every situation. We can live our life looking forward to heaven. Or we can live our life valuing and treasuring the the joy of today. We can live our life in prayer and in petition, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing that God gives us the strength we need for each and every day. God has called us to a place of dependence upon him. And in our independence and in the world that we live in that says, you know, you can be anything you want to be, except if you want to be a Christian, and then that's not good. Um, (laughs) Sorry. But in our strength, we can do lots of things that can be wrongly understood but when we're doing it in Christ's strength then the results are in his hands when we're doing it according to his word 
without condemnation, without fear and without compromise, walking in the path that he sets before us, then there will be a good eternal consequence. And we're all human. We all make mistakes. And we all get tired and we all get jaded and we all get a bit ticked off at times. And that's okay. We'll take it to Jesus. When you're tired, go to Jesus. When you're happy, go to Jesus. So often we pray and ask him for things that we want. And when we get them, we forget to go back and and thank him for it. We forget to go back and say, Lord, you just came through for me yet again. And so in the bad times, in the hard times, in the challenging times, as well as in the good times, the times of great exaltation, the times of great victory, we should be holding the same relationship with him as any other day of the year. We should be holding him as, as for I determined <laughs> to know nothing but Christ Jesus and him crucified. And then it goes on and it says, Ah... My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, in the power of his Holy Spirit. You see, God hasn't called us to do things and then left us unable to do it. We need to know the power of his Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with his Holy Spirit. We need to be like the praise and worship in this house this morning. Absolutely outstanding. Just the presence of God that comes when you fix your eyes on Jesus and all the cares and the woes of the week just fall away. And you can look to Jesus and, you know, the tears come, the emotion comes. Maybe that's just me. I always cry in worship. I can't help it. Um, That's who I am. I feel very deeply for the things that God's put in my heart. But to know the power of God and to understand the things that he wants to do in us. It's by his spirit that he anoints us and he strengthens us and he gives us that rock-solid resolve deep inside us that in our weakness is his strength made perfect. We don't boast in our infirmities like Paul said, but I'll boast about the power of Christ in me so that the eternal consequence he wants to work through me will be outworked by the power of his spirit. That way he gets all the praise and all the glory and all the honour. Because I know, and you can probably relate to it, there are days where you don't feel very holy. You don't feel very powerful. You don't feel like you're getting victory. And yet we don't have to go on our feelings. We go by faith. We go by faith in the Son of God who loved us and died for us, gave his life for us that we might live and that we might have that victory that we can live in him every day of our lives. Amen. So what does that mean? To make a show of no other knowledge than this, to preach nothing else, to discover the knowledge of nothing else, to all other knowledge to be filtered through the knowledge of Christ Jesus and him him crucified for me. You've got to learn. You've got to know. You've got to be aware of the world that you're living in. And then when you see the things that you see happening around you, you see the price of living going through the roof, you see wars, you see rumours of wars, you, you, 
We're in the world, we're not of the world, but we've got to be connected to the world so that we can understand what is happening in our world. And then all of that knowledge, we filter it through the Spirit of God so we know how to pray and what to do for each situation that we're confronted with. We need to know the mind of Christ for our situation. And the Bible says you have the mind of Christ. You know, one day we're going to stand before God. We're going to stand before him and every question we've ever had will be answered because we're going to stand in his presence and the word says, and then you will know all things, all things that you've ever questioned, all things that you've ever gone through, that you've ever procrastinated about or or argued with God about. You will know all those things because God will just give you all that you need. And then he'll say, and this is the words I want to hear, and Pastor Vic used to always say this too, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And that's all we want to do. And it's in preaching Christ and him crucified, for I determined what my life will be. I want to be sold out for God. (laughs) Sold out. And I want to challenge you today. What is God speaking to you about? What is God challenging you with? What is he saying to you? Where are you at in your walk with God? Where are you at in your relationship with him? How much time are you spending with prayer? How much time are you talking to him? If you spend time in the vehicle, do you, know, do you talk to God or do you put music on or do you put podcasts on or do you put the word on? But how much time do we spend talking to our Father in heaven? And then, how much time do we spend listening? We can talk and talk and talk, but God wants to speak into our lives as well. He wants to speak into our hearts. He wants to give us direction, correction. He wants to say, this is the way, walk ye in it. He wants to love on us. Do you know how precious you are to God? If you haven't had that revelation, just go to God and say, Lord, I love you. And listen. Just listen. It's powerful. What would God have me do with my circumstances? When you know Christ, commit your circumstances to God. If you don't know Christ today, if you don't have that relationship with him today, there's no day like today, there's no time like the present where you can reach out. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm hearing what she's saying, but I don't know you like that. I want to know you like that. If that's you today, reach out now and say, Lord Jesus, I want to know you. I want to give my life to you. I want to submit to you. I want you to be the one who takes my life. I determine today that I choose you. I choose to pull down all those strongholds of my mind and everything that's been the past. And I ask your forgiveness now in Jesus' name. I give my life to you now. And I commit my life, all that I have been and all that I am and all that I will be into your hands, Lord Jesus. 
If that's you today, please get in touch with us and we want to help you. We want to resource you. We want to pray with you. But for all of us in the house today, you might have gone through a really hard time. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11, he's been in labour more, in abundance, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times he received 40 stripes minus one. 39 stripes, whack. Can you imagine? Five times. Three times he was beaten with rods. Once he was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked, he says. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often. In perils of water. In perils of robbers. In perils of my own countrymen. In perils of the Gentiles. In perils in the city. In perils in the wilderness. In perils in the sea. In perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, fasting often, in cold and nakedness. That was after his conversion. (laughs) And yet he determined to know nothing but Christ Jesus. And him crucified. Does that touch your heart today? It really, really speaks to me. What does God want to do in you? And what does God want to do through you? And I'm going to close on this. Do you know, if you're at a crossroad now and you're waiting for a direction, you really don't know where you're going. I pray today that God would show you. And I have a system Say, Lord, show me the light. And I ask him for the traffic lights. Pastor Andrew Evans told me this a long, long time ago. He came to Renmark when Vic and I were preaching up there when we pastored there for 17 years. And Pastor Andrew sat at our lunch table this day and he said, it's like this. It's a traffic light system. Lord, show me the green, show me the red, show me the orange. If it's green, I go. If it's red, I stop. And if it's orange, I just get ready. And that stayed with us right from that time. So if that's you today and you're at a crossroad and you're not knowing what to do, you're uncertain, ask God to show you. Is it green? Is it red? Is it orange? Pastor Andrew's having a birthday this week too. 87, mighty man of God. Because he determined to know nothing about Christ Jesus and him crucified. And he's no greater a man or woman than any of us here. It starts with a choice. I want to go all out for God. I want to serve you with all my heart and soul. Whatever the past has been, I leave it behind. Because regret is the greatest thief of our today and our tomorrow. So if we can't fix it, we've just got to give it to God. Forgive, release and not allow it to keep it to keep our foot chained in the past. Cut it off, sever it, get prayer, and allow those things to let you go so that you can move forward in God. Amen. Amen. Why don't we pray? I could go on. For I determined. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the power of your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your word in our lives. We thank you for the power of prayer. We thank you, Father God, that as your word speaks to us, Lord, you bring conviction where we need conviction, Father God. You bring direction. You bring correction. Lord, you bring that love and that life and that hope and that abundance of the power of your spirit in that you sent Jesus, your son, to die for us, to die in our place. God, we are so grateful. Lord, let it be at the forefront of our mind and every choice that we make, every decision that we would make as we determine to serve you with all our hearts and our souls. Let it be that decision that we're building upon the rock, which is Jesus, that we are building for eternity, that we want to make a difference in our family, in our relationships, in our friends, in our community. And Lord, not building on the sand, but Lord, building upon that rock that is unshakable and that rock is you. Father God, I pray today that as we determine to bring things, Lord God, to your throne of grace, as we determine to release things to you today, Lord, you would just take them from us. And Lord, give us today what we need to move forward in you and in the power of your spirit, that we would be so fixed, so determined so God-focused in the things that we choose to do each and every day, not looking for the past, not looking too far into the future even, but valuing and treasuring the day that we have. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and give thanks in everything we give thanks, Father God. Help us, Lord, to become so realigned to the things of you that the peripheral things, the things that need pruning will go now in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord God, to make that main thing the main thing and help us, Lord, to, Lord, become the servants that you want us to be, that we would esteem each other higher than ourselves, Lord, because we're serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We want to be your servants and make you proud, Lord God. Father, I pray for those that have gone through some really tough times in recent months and years, Lord God. And I thank you, Father, for the power of forgiveness. I thank you, Father, for the power of your restorative grace, Lord God, on each life. And I thank you, Father God, that, Lord, as we look to you for each one that's struggling, Lord, you're going to just download to them from heaven the next step that you require of them and that you want them to walk in in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you today, Lord God, that you are a great and a mighty and an awesome God and in our weakness is your strength made perfect. Father God, you would get all the praise and all the glory and all the honour. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.